0: <laughs> this is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Maynard, giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy.
1: Rocks! <laughs>
2: And welcome, Empty Nation, to the show. We're back again at the 5 o'clock hour. Of course, if you're listening to this on your favorite pod streaming app, this will be available to you guys all throughout the weekend. It is the MDs DFS contest and lock bets of the week. Chris Dauer should be joining us momentarily, and Chaz Flory will join us in the second half of today's show. So what we're going to do today is we're introducing our new partner, the Super Draft. Uh, Super Draft Pro to be more exact. And it's going. It's a DFS platform that is going to be an alternate to DraftKings, alternate to FanDuel. So we're going to do two things. I told Chris, you know, we want to make sure we're still giving DraftKings analysis because a lot of people play their DFS on DraftKings. So we want to make sure we go through a lineup for you on that. So he's going to do that. But I'm going to introduce you guys to the Super Draft Pro and how it's different. So basically what happens is that it uses a multiplier instead of using salary cap to build out the roster. So if you want to have, I don't know, a Josh Allen with an Austin Eckler and a Joe Mixon and a Cooper cup, or whoever, the number ones at all positions, you can, but the trick is they're only going to have a one multiplier or as in, if let's say Cooper cup gets 20 points, he only gets 20 points, but there might be guys who have more, who more value down later on. So like Mike Williams, for instance, Mike Williams is going to have a 1.5 multiplier. So for every 20 points he scores, that's actually 30 points. So that's a little bit of difference right there. And what that does, if you don't like, oh, what's the difference of that? What's the significance of that? What that'll do is that'll help curtail it to the main fantasy football common player. Basically, it helps out the guys who just want to make one lineup. You play in all these tournaments where you have these, these single lineup matchups or are these, multi, these multi-entry matchups, and it curtails it to that top 1%, where hardly ever is there going to be somebody who actually wins the top prize who's not one of these guys who lives and dies by the DFS numbers. I want to welcome in now Chris Dowhower. Chris, how's it going, man?
3: Going pretty good. I hear you talking about our new transitions, the new uh, contest that we're starting
2: Absolutely. So I'm just going over the differences between DraftKings and Super Draft Pro. I told everybody what we're gonna do though is we're still gonna give analysis for DraftKings through your lineup today. And then we'll jump into the Super Draft Pro. That's where the actual MD's DFS contest is gonna be this week, is on Super Draft. But we'll go into the difference of it. But I want to give analysis because a lot of people still play DraftKings and I can't expect everybody to change over an MD Nation right away on the first week. So we're gonna give a little bit of a taste of everything. So, why don't you go ahead? Let's go into your DraftKings lineup for the week. Where are we seeing value there? And then when we come back in the next segment, we'll talk about a super draft lineup.
3: Yeah. So, if you guys are going to enter a different contest this week other than the MD, some of the suggestions I have here for some players to consider first, first off, the quarterback position. I'm looking for a bounce back. And I think this is a curing play as well. It's kind of, you talked about, you know, looking for that big prize, trying to win a top percentage when you have to do, basically have to do for DraftKings. So, I'm going with Lamar Jackson at the quarterback position. I think he's got a chance to bounce back this week. I love the price tag that's coming with him at $7,200. Probably the cheapest he's going to be in a long, long time. Or four hundred dollars I should say. And I think so. somebody that you're going to have an opportunity, has a good floor, you and know, like in the upside. I mean, career-wise versus Cleveland, he has dominated. I know he kind of a struggled with the last game, but that's not the MO typically versus the Cleveland Realms. It's
2: a little bit interesting because it's been a while since Lamar Jackson's really put up that upper echelon type of fantasy performance. So what is it about this week that you think he's actually going to come through finally?
3: I think there's a lot of pressure on Lamar, and I think that there's a lot of understanding on his part that he's got to kind of step it up. I also think conditioning is going to kind of be back in his favor where I think there was something going on, whether he was ill or he was just kind of struggling. He hasn't really looked like himself the last few weeks, and that's not just throwing the ball. It's running the ball as well. So I think this team's going to have to kind of realize the kind of wake-up call against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it's going to serve us kind of get him back you know fire under his, his rear end, so to speak, and get kind of Lamar back on track and get him running around and making plays.
2: Okay, okay. I, like it. I do have Lamar Jackson in our top eight this week, but I don't know. It's one of those situations where it's kind of like Russell Wilson now where I'm like, I feel like I'm going to have to see it first before I can trust it, but I, it's not that he doesn't have that ceiling.
3: Well, I will say that if you're not looking to spend the money and you want to have a cheaper version of a guy who has a rushing potential, is definitely to with Taysom Hill versus the yeah, Jets this week agreed. at $5,500. So I think it's another guy you can definitely not. basically lose the two quarterbacks. I have a lot of my lineups this week.
2: I like it. I like it. Okay.
3: The next position I'm going to go back with is welcome back another guy who's not going to be you know, priced this low for this long, and that's Alvin Kamara. Uh, you love the matchup versus the Jets in a total smash spot. You have Ingram out for the COVID possibly. Basically, the Saints are going to be going through him and Taysom Hill for the most part. I know people have some you know concerns about Taysom Hill kind of stealing his touches, especially in the red zone. Uh, I think there's nobody else really giving any touches to other than Alvin Kamara and the Saints offense. And for $7,900, you're never probably going to have a price tag like that again. So I think you jump in and jump out fast on Alvin Kamara as he returns this week.
2: No Mark Ingram. There's no weapons to really throw to. So it's going to have the Alvin Kamara, both the rushing and the receiving game, frankly, in my opinion. Taysom Hill can't throw the ball all that far with a bum finger as it is. Yeah, you love this match against the Jets, and I would I would stack, personally, in a DraftKings lineup tournament, I would stack a Taysom Hill and an Alvin Kamara together. Rarely can you do that with the quarterback-running back combo, but that's where all... 999 of the offense for the Saints is going to come from in a great match against the Jets this week.
3: Absolutely. And, and both really good affordable prices this week as well. So next player, I think, is going to get kind of the squeaky wheel kind of getting the oil. We've heard about that kind of analogy in the past. I think there's a lot of squeaky wheels going outside for this guy. Um, that's James Robinson getting back on track versus the Tennessee Titans, $5,800. I think you're going to see a guy get the ball no matter what happens. I think the game's not going to matter if they're down by 30, up by 30. I think they're going to give James Robinson all he can handle. He might actually probably wind up not playing after this week because I think he's going to keep pounding on him and giving him the ball every opportunity they can. I think James Robinson, fifty eight hundred you're hoping for a bounce back and you also like the price tag.
2: Okay. Yeah, I like that. So I'm 100% on board with you on that one.
3: The other position I like the value for this week is another guy kind of bounced back another sharing play is Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, fifty nine hundred dollars nice cheap price tag. I know he kind of was, you know, in and out with the whole COVID issue last Thursday. People were kind of turned off by him. He made a big play, looked pretty good, looked healthy. And I think above all, the only thing you know, kind of coming out with this whole COVID thing is Mark could would be healthy for the first time this season. So I think you have basically about two to three weeks this guy's got a chance to kind of get his legs back, especially the hamstring injury healed up and his ankle. Um, you love what C.D. Lamb has been doing and kind of maybe have some concerns about that, but I think Murray Cooper and C.D. Lamb could both have outstanding games versus this Washington defense that struggled the entire season and thirty-two ranked in in you know, DFS ranking versus pass and receivers. So I think Mari Cooper is in a smash spot. I love the value for dollars
2: He is going to be a contrarian play. Nobody has really wanted to pick up on Amari Cooper, yet it's, it's been a couple of weeks since he's—I mean, really, it's been almost all season since he really had a big performance— I kind of it almost reminds me of last year he was going through a little bit of a, of a drag and then he played Washington and got back on track towards the end of the season about this time of the year, too. But $5,900 for a guy that we know is going to get back to his normal work usage. The Washington, while they have been playing better defense, it's still a great smash uh, lineup here. And I do believe that they're going to have to lean on Dak in the passing game a little bit more in this game. And it might be closer than we think because we have an NFC East rival matchup. So Amari Cooper is somebody that I think people are going to sleep on. Great price tag. Love Amari Cooper there. Love what you're doing.
3: So my next guy I'm going with is probably going to be a little bit another contrarian play. Well, maybe not because people, you know, think Mike Williams is going to play. Maybe they're not. Kind of forgot about this guy. But I think Jalen Guyton is still going to be able to be productive this week. I love the matchup versus the Giants who struggled versus the pass. I think they will make try of an effort to try to take it away um, Mike Williams there for will a I See more Bradbury than anybody. And I think as a result, Jalen Guyton has a lot of upside for 3400 $3, four hundred dollar price tag that I'm willing to take that chance on. I love the upside, like I said, about him. I like to think the Giants are gonna to try to maybe basically take Mike Williams away, but they're gonna to have to, you know, really struggle versus this Chargers of offense in general because you know the Giants aren't very healthy on offense themselves. I think this is a great game for him to kind of have get right, have it he looked last week, had a nice touchdown catch, was more involved in the passing game. You kind of hope that continues this week without Keenan Allen.
2: I think it's important to note in this situation that Keenan Allen is definitely out. That that report came in j- just within the last hour, really. Mike Williams, it looks like he's going to play, but even if he does, he has been practicing all week. Jalen Guyton's been practicing as the guy throughout the week, even if he doesn't want to play as the guy on the field. We know he has the big play capability. So I like Jalen Guyton. a light still as a smash but I think a lot of people were on him, especially if Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both going to be out there. My, people might be taking him out of his lineups. Now we know that Mike Williams is probably going to play. But you still like Jalen Guyton, his upside ability. I agree with you on that.
3: Absolutely. So this is a guy that kind of forgot about. And this is a guy that's going to be cheap. And I think this is going to have a lot of value this week. And that's Cole Beasley by the receiver position. $5,000. Uh, you have basically Hunter hundred of with Buffalo. Um, and I think you're going to kind of see that kind of production. As you've seen over the last couple of weeks, be really good for the Raiders. I think you're going to see Cole Beasley have a good week versus Tampa Bay. This is going to be a game where Buffalo has to throw the ball. Cole Beasley basically is their running game in a sense. Uh, the secondary, especially the slot receiver versus Tampa Bay has been, you know, abysmal at the best. Um, and I think this is going to be a game where you're going to see a lot of points scored and you're going to see Cole Beasley be one of those guys who's going to be heavily involved. And I think he's going to be in for a chance to have a good game and you love the floor with this guy for $5,000.
2: See, I'm not there with you on Cole Beasley. I think Dawson Knox takes away too much from the Cole Beasley role. I don't think he has the upside you want heading into a tournament Emmanuel Sanders missed practice today, but it was an excused personal reason. Uh, he is still likely to play in the game on Sunday, from what I understand. We'll see exactly what happens there. But with Dawson Knox back in, Dawson Knox has become that number two pass catcher, Stefan Diggs. So I, I don't know if I'm with you there on Cole Beasley.
3: And I understand that. Um, I do think they Bay likes the Blitz a lot. I think Knox is going to have to be asked to kind of pass protect a bit more because those small running backs are going to struggle like Breida and Singletary versus the Blitz. And I also think that you're going to see Colby's leak. Like I said, he basically is their run game. I think Tampa Bay is going to realize that real quick, that Buffalo is going to try to attack them through the air, not through the ground. I think Bees is going to be a big part of that. Um, my other t- tight end position in opposite way for that game is Rob Gronkowski. Uh, getting a little bit more price tag, higher, higher up in the price tag, but still is, to me the second best play you can play this week for a tight end position. Travis Kelsey is by far the best. by $7,400 a little expensive for my, my taste. Uh, Gronk's six thousand dollars, so it's still expensive, but I think you're paying for something you've basically seen in production from all season long, and you love the matchup for him. Uh, Buffalo as a team that's kind of you know kind of making up for their trip Davis White secondary loss, and I think they're going to overcompensate that with the receivers and kind of leave Gronk be able to eat versus this you know secondary and safety safety in particular. Buffalo has been considered pretty good versus tight end position this year, but they haven't really played anybody who has a good tight end either.
2: Yeah, I agree with that as well. I look. The, the connection's been there. It's been there in the past. It should be there again. I suspect he's going to find the end zone once more. So I'm with you on that.
3: Um, My other guy that I'm playing this week that I think is still going to be outstanding value, even if Melvin Gordon is to return this way, and that's Javante Williams this week, $5,700. You loved what you saw last week. You absolutely are in love with this guy as a running back one. But even if he's not going to be, quote, unquote, the only guy back there and the only RB1, Versus Detroit Lions, it doesn't matter. You're going to get your points. You're going to get your production. You're going to have an opportunity for big plays. I think you're going to see Denver commit to him and also Melvin Gordon as well. And I don't think it's, I think both of those guys are going to be playable this week, possibly, if Melvin Gordon is active. But I think Javante Williams, no matter what, is going to have an outstanding out game this week.
2: It's funny. I got him ranked in the top 12, even with Melvin Gordon coming back. I actually have Gordon as a higher-end RB, too, as well. You love the matchup, but more importantly, Denver – whether it's even though Melvin Gordon's going to be mixed in on a, on a 50-50 split or a 55-45 split, however you want to look at it, their offense is so based around the running backs. You could, even with Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater typically only throws the ball 25 to 30 times if Denver's in a pro game script that they want to be in. You only, he only throws it 40 times or trailing from behind. I don't think that's going to wind up happening. So with the Denver Broncos, you're going to get all the carries consolidated around the running backs. They have a chance to dominate this game, run away with this game. Detroit's got nothing on offense, guys. I don't know if you saw this, but Jamal Williams, he's out. <laughs> DeAndre Swift is out. TJ Hawkinson is out. They got nothing left offensively. I don't know if they even score a touchdown in this game. So they're going to dominate from that standpoint. So, yeah, I like Devontae Williams a lot, too. And I think a lot of people are going to come off of him because Melvin Gordon going to be back in this game.
3: Agreed, and I think that's a mistake. I think this is a guy that you can definitely have in your line, particularly if you're going to play him with deflects this week. And my final position is the defense. Um, I'm, I've been burned by this defense a couple of times throughout the season, but I'm going back to the wall one more time, and that's the Carolina Panthers defense versus Atlanta. I think Carolina will try to commit to the run. I do think that they're a, ba- a bad matchup for this Atlanta Falcons team, particularly with their pass rush, particularly with the healthy, healthy Shaq Thompson. I think you're going to see this team continue to get better on defense. Gilmore supposed to play most of the game this game. At least, or at least 50, 60 snaps are hoping for. So I think this is a team that's going to try to control the offense with a run, running game, and then all try to play good defense, get some turnovers. And I think they have a good smash spot for $2,800. I think Carolina is the defense to play this week. Or one of the defenses, I should say, to play this week. <laughs> there's a lot there's
2: actually a few defenses to pick there from are. this week. And so this is the perfect week that we talk about all the time. Pay down... As far as you can for the cheapest, you know, good defense that you possibly can get in the given week. That's the way to go in DraftKings. So there are a lot of good ones to choose from. Carolina will be a good one against Atlanta, too. this is a good defense coming off of a bye. They're not playing the Miami Dolphins. I don't think Cam's going to completely implode the way he did that week. So they should be in fine position, not set up to be in the red zone constantly. Yeah, I think Carolina's gonna be a nice play this week. Nice lineup, Chris. I like it. Here's what we want to do, though. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we're gonna talk about my lineup and the DFS contest on the super draft platform. So everybody stay tuned to the MD's fantasy football show. We'll be back right after this MD nation. We want to welcome in a new sponsor of the show called props fantasy from PropsFantasy.com. Props Fantasy is a website and app which allows users to import their season-long fantasy teams to challenge other season-long fantasy teams. Their crucial difference is that you can challenge other teams that you are not playing in your league that week or aren't even in your league or not even on the same platform. The idea behind Props Fantasy is to let casual season-long fantasy players use the teams they already have to engage in daily fantasy type contest. For winnings, users can wager anything from $1 up to $1,000 on a head-to-head challenge. Props Fantasy even harmonizes the scoring. If you're in a PPR league and your opponent is not, Props Fantasy will default to a half-point PPR or you can manually adjust it. They also handle things like standard lineup versus super flex. Their developers are fantasy football diehards and have thought of everything, including IDP. So if you think your season-long team is not just... Just the best in your league but the best in all leagues this is your chance to find out and win money when you sign up for the props fantasy app today at propsfantasy.com so join in on the fun
0: you're listening to the mds fantasy football show
2: Welcome back, MD Nation, to the show. You are listening and or watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show, streaming to you live on social media at Show. We're also available to you on YouTube. Subscribe when you get the chance. Check us out on your favorite pod streaming app after the show. And also download us on the Amazon App Store on your Fire TV and or Android devices coming to you everywhere. I'm your host, Dan Mater. Join here with Chris Dowhower. So we went over his DraftKings lineup just to give you guys some analysis if you're playing DraftKings, but we are moving to the super draft platform. So I talked about that a little bit. I'm going to give a quick full synopsis right here before I go into my lineup. Basically, the difference between a super draft and the DraftKings and fanDuel is that they use the multiplier instead of the salary cap, which does curtail to the common fantasy football player, along with a lot more contests that are single entry, not multi-entry, evening out the odds a little bit more, too. They do have multi-entries and, and big tournaments and stuff like that still, so you still have that aspect that you can get to it, but they have more contests for you guys to win, be able to win more money, and be able to choose the players that you want to choose. The strategy comes in the different multipliers and being able to utilize that, which I'll go through in my lineup and give you guys a, a synopsis on kind of how it works if you're not familiar with it. The other thing about Super Draft is a super draft pro, which we want you to sign up for. This is all backed by Caesars Entertainment or Caesars Sportsbook. So this is also a sportsbook like DraftKings, like Fanduel, like they have. The difference is that it's a membership service. So basically, what happens? You have, I think it's four or five different membership services you can you can sign up for. You can do the free plan where you just sign up for you know their basic contests. You don't really get their sports book with it, but you get the basic contest so you can sign up for DFS purposes. You can get the basic, which then you can get to the sports book, and then you can get, uh, you get. I believe it's one cheat sheet for a, a lineup card. You get some betting data analysis, and then you have the elite services and the expert, or the premium services. And it just depends on how much you want to pay for the memberships. These memberships not only give you lineup advice, betting advice, but what it does is that it allows you, if you're in a state, where sports gambling is illegal. This is legal now because through a membership, it's legal in all 50 states. And eventually they're going to branch out and go international and add some more stuff to their uh, to their platform as well. So that's the difference with a Super Draft Pro. So what we want you to do is that we want you to sign up for an account using this link. It's already up on wherever you're watching this live on our social media accounts and on YouTube. Superdraftpro.com slash show. You sign up for an account there. Choose what membership package you want. And then we also have the link in the description that goes directly to our MDs DFS contest, which hasn't changed. It's just changing the platform. If you win, you win one free week of easy sports betting data and your name becomes eligible for the championship football giveaway on championshipfootballs.com for the month of December this month. We already have one winner last week. That was PE Girl 08. She actually won again. So she won at the end of November. Got the free sports betting data. She didn't win the championship football for November, but now her name is now eligible again for the month of December. So let's see if we can get some more people in for this month. Very excited about this. Very excited to be partnered with them moving forward. You guys have any questions? Just DM us as usual. But Let's go through this lineup and kind of see where the strategy comes into play. So Chris, my quarterback, I went with Taysom Hill. Now, you can go with any quarterback. You can go with any quarterback. But if you go with a Josh Allen type, a Lamar Jackson type, somewhere along this lines, you're just going to get a one multiplier. Meaning if they score 20 points, you get 20 points. But Taysom Hill has a 1.25 multiplier. So if he gets 25 points, or he gets 20 points, he would get 25 points. So basically, get that little extra boost. And for a guy who's already coming in at my top eight of quarterbacks to begin with, has potential to be a QB you know, one or in the top five because of his rushing ability, because he's playing the New York Jets, even with a hurt finger, I'm going to take that little extra boost with a Taysom Hill to match up with those top-end quarterbacks.
3: Yeah, you like to be rewarded for making, having a good eye for talent and good eye for value, and you do this kind of setup. So I like to play. You talked about the, the multiplier. I think this is an outstanding smash spot for Jake Taysom Hill. On the multiplier, he could be one of the top scores, if not the top scorer this week.
2: And then running back... So I went with Austin Eckler because he's my number one running back on the board, and he actually has a, he's a little bit more than a one multiplier. It's a 1.1 multiplier for an Austin Eckler, so you get a little bit of a boost there, but you, you've got to figure the matchup. The reason why he's my number one running back for the week is because no Keen Allen. Mike Williams is in practice all week, even though we expect him to be out there. This offense very well could just look to Austin Eckler to go through. He was able to practice all week long in a capacity. We expect, while he's listening to this question, what well, we expect him to be able to play. It's the Giants defense who's hurt. Their offense keeps them on the field all game long because they can't score. They can't go on long drives. And I think the Chargers might just lean on Austin Eckler to get them out of this with no Keenan Allen available to them.
3: Yeah, you had me sold on when you get a multiplier for Austin Eckler for a running back who's been in the top three score most of the season, if not the entire season. So I think Austin Eckler had a smash spot, and you get a multiplier, great play.
2: Josh Jacobs is my next guy. I get a 1.4 multiplier on a Josh Jacobs against the Kansas City Chiefs. With Kenyon Drake out, still no Jalen Rashard because they didn't get off the COVID-19 list. Josh Jacobs is in line to get a full workhorse role in a matchup you have to like against Kansas City. Yes, their defense has been playing better, but their defense has been playing better against quarterbacks and wide receivers. The running backs have still been able to put up a ton of fantasy points on them. Jacobs has been scoring as of late, and with the extra volume he's suddenly now seeing in the passing game, he is a top RB1 for me this week.
3: Yeah, and you absolutely love his price tag or his multiplier that comes with a 1.4. It's like stealing candy from a baby. I think you have an opportunity right there to have a great smash spot. One of the top running back options you could have this week. You talked about him basically becoming the de facto RB1 for that offense. We saw him kind of, you know, have all that volume in the passing game last week and be productive, Expect something similar this week. And you're not really worried about the Chiefs defense. Your defense has been better, but you're not, you know, lights out against the running game or the passing game out of the backfield. So I think Jacobs is a great play. I also think DFS-wise, he's a good play as well.
2: And this is where it gets fun. So I got Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler and Taysom Hill. Normally speaking, if you're a DraftKings or FanDuel now, you wouldn't be able to get top wide receivers. But you know who I got? I got C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb with a 1.3 multiplier. He's got the best matchup as the slot receiver against Washington he has been playing like a top ten wide receiver since he's been able to come that slot receiver since Michael Gallup's been back in the lineup. That's actually boosted CD Lamb, not hurt him. So Lamb at a one point three against Washington in a smash spot where he has number one overall potential. I'm all over him coming up this week.
3: Yeah, I talked about having for my team, but I also talked about having Lamb having great value as well. And I think that you're absolutely right. I think CD Lamb's basically looked like a superstar the last few weeks. I don't think any of that's going to you know not continue. Love him in a slot. Love his ability to kind of create plays. You love his involvement. And he seems like one of the few receivers in that offense that's going to be fed week in, week out. So CeeDee Lamb's absolutely a great play this week.
2: T Higgins. T Higgins, so he's, he's okay on the ankle injury. He, he didn't practice Wednesday, but he's practiced the rest of the week since then. He's going to be fine. He's going to be active a 1.5 multiplier on the guy who lately has become the number one receiver Cincinnati Bengals. Remember, it's not just the targets. It's not just the production. It's the usage. It's the routes run. It's where he's running those routes. Where now Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, I guess because Higgins is fully healthy and thrilled to the offense. They've been interchangeable in their hot route roles. And that has allowed T. Higgins to have the role that he's had. Plus you have the mediocre secondary of the San Francisco 49ers this week. T Higgins with a 1.5 multiplier, a guy who's been playing like a wide receiver one as it is, all over it. Love this smash spot here.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I like T Higgins in absolutely 1.5, and he has been a receiver one the last few weeks. I just particularly, the only thing I can say, negative side, is that I think this game is Jamar Chase written all over. I think Jamar Chase fan, owners and I think fans they both are can be super back. I definitely think that's a possibility. I think Jamar Chase is going to have a huge game this week, though.
2: And Hunter Renfro, a 1.4 multiplier for the guy who's been getting eight. And this is full point PPR, by the way, just like DraftKings and everything else is. The guy's been getting eight, nine catches, 100 yards every single week. Darren Waller out again. Give me Hunter Renfro as my third receiver.
3: Yeah, no matter what happens with this Raiders offense, as inconsistent as it's been and as consistent as Derek Carr has been, no matter if he throws for three hundred yards or he throws for one hundred fifty yards, one hundred of those yards have been going to Hunter Renfro. So that's not going to change for any kind of reason. That should definitely continue this week. You know the Chiefs are exploitable against the slot with the slot receiver. And Hunter Renfro is their number one receiver right now and probably will be for the rest of this season.
2: Now, Chris, I bashed your Cole Beasley play because I love Dawson Knox so much. Well, guess who my tight end is? It's Dawson uh, Knox. He's my top four tight end this week. My number four on the list. With a 1.7 multiplier, the guy who's been the second leading pass catcher for the Buffalo Bills over the past few weeks, he has, he shares Stephon Diggs with the most touchdown, or the most red zone targets, excuse me. This is a smash spot against Tampa Bay for Dawson Knox in this one. I think this game's going to be a high-scoring affair. Talked about it earlier today. I think it's going to be going over on the over-under. I think this game's going to go into 60 points total for it. Give me Dawson Knox at a 1.7 multiplier who does have the opportunity here with this matchup to be the number one tight end overall.
3: Yeah. And you know, he, he had a struggle last week. People are kind of down on him because he had a couple big drops in that Monday night game. I have no fear about Dallas Knox. Um, they're not backing, bouncing back this week. Dallas Knox not bouncing back this week. I think that you have a great smash spot where Tampa Bay, they've struggled with tight end positions this entire season. He is one of their primary pass catchers for Buffalo's offense. And like I said earlier, Buffalo is a running game. So you're going to see Knox and Beasley, in my opinion, be that running game in a sense.
2: And then last but not least, my flex. Now remember, the Superdraft, there's no defense in Superdraft. They don't play defenses. It's just three receivers and a flex, two, two running backs, quarterback, and a tight end. So to round this whole thing off, my flex position, Cordell Patterson, a 1.25 multiplier. He is the offense. He's been an RB1. I love that he is the only RB1 on this list who gets a multiplier this week outside of just being the one. Uh, So that's why I'm all over Cordell Patterson this week against Carolina. On paper, a tough matchup will be a contrarian play in your tournament leagues when you do this, but I'm all about Cordell Patterson being able to come through once again as he is the offense of the Atlanta Falcons.
3: Yeah, you hit the nose right in the head, and he had a good game versus Carolina defense last time they matched up as well. Does Cordell Patterson basically is going to get his no matter what, whether it's the running game or the passing game, he isn't with his offense. They go through him. So no matter what, he's going to be involved. And you like the fact you're going to multiply as well as RB1.
2: So hopefully that gives you guys a little bit of an idea on how it's going to work a little bit differently for the Super Draft platform. Remember, go sign up. The links are in the comments on social media at Show on our YouTube channel. I'll be promoting it out all weekend long. Sign up for an account at SuperDraftPro.com slash MDFFShow. Once you do, then just click on the link on our social media fleas to get into the contest and remember, the contest does not change. The winner gets an easy sports betting data for the week, and your name becomes eligible for championship football from championshipfootballs.com for the monthly giveaway. We're now in the month of December. So, guys, go ahead and check that out. Again, that's superdraftpro.com slash Show. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, Chaz Florty will join the show, and then we'll talk about our lock bets of the week. So, everybody, stay tuned. To the MD's Fantasy Football Show we will be back right after this. It's the holiday season, and you don't know what to gift as a gift or a stocking stuffer. Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. So get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com with the promo code Belly Up Fantasy. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you'll find their lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butt, and your body, and the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. Let's not forget the famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball height routine get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts the manscape boxers and the shed travel bag the dads can't stop talking about this the teens secretly buy this and the women will love you for it get 20 percent off and free shipping at manscape.com with the promo code belly Up fantasy be the ballsiest gift giver this year with manscape
0: you're listening to the md's fantasy football show
2: and welcome back, MD Nation, to the show. You are listening and/or watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show, streaming to you live on social media at BaileyupMDFF Show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, download us on your favorite pod streaming app after the show, and download us on the Amazon Fire TV Apple Store, or App Store, soon to be on Apple TV in a couple of months, but App Store for your Android and Fire TV devices. I'm Dan Mater, joined here with Chris Dower. We just went over our DFS lineup cards for our MD's DFS contest, which is backed by this man, Mr. Chaz Valardi. Chaz, how you doing today?
1: Doing well, gentlemen. Uh, not really going to be able to come up with some live action plays at five o'clock in the afternoon, but uh-
3: <laughs> we're going to have Chaz's actual focus.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks like it. Unless, well, here's the thing: <laughs> that Colombian Super League, the women's basketball. They're really right now it's they're they're not scoring. I think that game has a shot of going over. No, I'm only kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't know who in this crowd is gonna jump all over that <laughs> women's Colombian basketball team. But Chez, all right, so yeah, we're doing this a little bit earlier. It's the holiday season. Families are coming in and people gotta be places later on tonight. But I want to make sure we did this show because, uh, Chaz, I don't know if you know this, but this has actually become one of the more popular episodes of the MD's Saints football show for the week. And that's why I got to make sure this thing gets out to all the well, people because we got to win money.
1: If you listen to what we say, OK, and avoid our parlay play, you're in great shape. It's really <laughs> that simple. I can't tell you, I have not put money in my account. I haven't made a withdrawal because I'm kind of playing with money and I'm betting every day, you know, and I just look at a daily. My daily number, that's my thing. I'm trying to see. you know, like yesterday, I lost $4, you know, I, I made like, I don't know, 15 or 20 plays um, because with live action, we're doing a lot of stuff uh, and, I, and I, I'm following these guys. So the beauty of us being here early is that I haven't even social media our podcast yet from yesterday, though it is up. I just hopped on social media and let people know that I'm coming to talk to you because we had a, a, a new guest to talk to UFC uh, 269. We had uh, the, this guy, John, from GMF Sports Consultants. You know, I, I tell you, these guys are good, and I make fun of that their last name is Consultant. You know what his record is? It's, he's, he's, he's 20 games over 500 in the circuit contest. He's 42, 22 and 1. Wow. Would you agree that's very, very good?
2: Yeah, that's going to win yeah.
1: you winning. <laughs> Excellent. And, and, and Wes, Wes has given us plays. So really, SportsBettingWeeklyLive.com, that's really where we put our very last show so you could always catch it. But normally it's not that big of a deal. I'm telling you, this week it could make you a lot of money. It can make you a lot of money. I'll even let you do this. If you want, when you're playing the video, you could fast-forward through the championship footballs.com commercials it'll save you three minutes
2: (laughs) and there you go to get to the content that much faster well since we don't have much live betting to talk about let's go ahead and dive into the games shall we uh let's get this one out of the way seattle and houston seattle is a minus eight and a half favorites over houston in this game now we did get word that davis mills not only starting quarterback for this week but he's starting quarterback for the rest of the season apparently because houston is Finally, throwing in the white flag. They give up. They surrender. It's done. It's over. Seattle, because they won last week, technically speaking, if they were to win out, they still have an outside shot for the playoffs, which is stupid in and of itself. And That's that's what happens when you have seven teams making the playoffs now and turning into the NBA. But anyway, I digress. It's not for this show. The Ovalunner set at 40 and a half. Chris, the Seattle cover.
3: This is a tough one. I mean, I think that they should. We know Seattle is similar to Minnesota where they love to play down under their competition. We warned you last week about Minnesota and Detroit. Um, I think this is a game that might be a little bit scary, but I do think that you can still ride with Seattle. I think they're definitely a more talented team. And I think the thing you're kind of hearing out of the Houston locker room between, you know, cutting, cutting hand this past week, Brandon Cook's been kind of, you know, struggling with what's going on in the situation, Mills taking over quarterback. I wonder if Texans don't just cash it in for the rest of the season. It doesn't matter how pathetic Seattle could be on offense and they still win by double digits.
2: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think Houston is ready to just give up and just quit. And that's why we'll take Seattle minus eight and a half. But Chaz, what are you looking at on the data side?
1: Well, yeah, you know, it's funny because Houston is worse actually. They're they're bad in the first half, but they're worse than the second half. They give up a lot of points. Seattle's still not giving up points. Seattle's struggling on offense, but they're not giving up points. So yeah, I, I would say if I if I was gonna um, play that game, Seattle would have to be the play. But then I would I would pay attention to the second half in live action as well.
3: I like it. I like it. Watch all these running backs average two yards of carry.
1: <laughs> you know what? I'm excited. Uh, you know, Houston is Houston is, is just t- they tough. They're tough to watch. They're, you know, you look at the data for Houston. They don't even use the second column in the numbers. You know, you get numbers like if you. If you have a zero, you have one column. If you have an eleven, you have two columns. They, they don't even use the second column most most periods. Whether it's the first quarter, the game, half, no matter. They don't score double ditches very often.
2: No, no, they do not. Let's talk about a closer game. That's hard. I think it's gonna be hard to predict. Carolina Panthers against the Atlanta Falcons, the Panthers at home minus two and a half favorites over under set at 41 and a half. Let me tell you guys something. First of all, there's a lot of low over-unders this week, so it might be kind of a defensive struggle slash terrible offensive weekend this weekend. But, Chaz, take it away on this one.
1: Well, I hit, I hit back-to-back. Uh, I hit three parlays in that game, with the New England game. I hit three okay. parlays in one game with, with the Patriots in the under. The night before Kansas City, right? With was Kansas City in the under, I think. Wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the... They're tough to watch, but here's how it works with Unders, guys. If you start to get to the point where you're you're you're, you're ahead of the curve, and now all of a sudden you've got two touchdowns to give, it's a pretty good way to watch a football game. You know, it really is. When teams aren't scored, I always tell my wife, she goes, oh, you got a shot. I said, honey, it's the fourth quarter. They have one touchdown in three quarters. How are they going to get two touchdowns in one quarter, you know? And it usually works out that well, uh, but I guess a- you're
2: Pittsburgh last night.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But but it was so funny because I had that over and it, it it was weird because I didn't think I'd get an over from just one team scoring. And then in the second half, the over was like it was the easiest over ever because it. I think 14 minutes left in the game, it went over for the game, and they scored like three more times. It was just great. And, you know, guys, when you're watching a game, you already cash, you got no more action, and you're not doing live action, life's pretty good. I mean, I think I, I went 5-1 on that game.
2: I like it. I like it. This is going to be one of my lock bets of the week. This is a overreaction to the Carolina-Miami Dolphin game, That the fact that they're only favored by minus 2.5 at home against a terrible team in Atlanta. I'm taking Carolina. I think their offense will be just fine. This Atlanta defense is terrible, and the Carolina Panthers defense becomes a great equalizer for me, where outside of Cordell Patterson being able to do a little something-something, I don't know what Atlanta's offense is truly going to be able to do in this game. So give me Carolina, because it's basically a pick at minus two-and-a-half. I'm taking them to cover in this matchup. What about you, Chris? I've
3: been to kiss the death of Carolina this year, but I do think Carolina should win. Um, I also thought they should beat Atlanta a couple of weeks ago when they played this team as well, and they didn't really do as well as I thought they would. Carolina is one of those Jekyll and Hyde teams, but I think overall they're the more talented team. I do think they have more to play for. I think Matt Rule was basically has to, you know, justify why they fired their offensive coordinator this job yeah. this this week. And I think Cam Newton has a lot of, you know, a lot of pressure on him as well, basically to have a job moving forward. So I think that all those factors kind of combined, I think Carolina shows up and plays well.
1: Right, you know, I got my cheat sheet here that that I call the Belly Up Fantasy Sports cheat sheet, and I just put all my notes down. I, I I'm not sure. Are you? Are you? We're not covering every game. You're kind of going to the games you want uh, to cover.
2: I'll go. I'll go through as we yeah, if, if, as we have time. I'll go through.
1: I'm crossing it off. But if I do miss any, because you know, if if here's how I look. If, it, if somebody's watching us, that's their game. It happens to me all the time. You guys tell me a play, and I look at the data, and I find a play that might not be your play, but I cash that ticket. So. Uh, listen to this. In eight games, that's two months. Atlanta has to score a touchdown in the first quarter, not once. In eight Love games, it. that's Love you're not going to see that unless you go to Belly Up Fantasy Sports and get the easy sports data. But if you don't even like that game, why would you not? Why would you not? Yeah. Bet bet that quarter. It's what's a quarter last? Forty five minutes. So it's ten o'clock here. By ten forty five, I got a mimosa and I already cashed the ticket. <laughs>
2: No, I like it. Go to BillyFantasySports.com. You can buy the easy sports betting data. You don't have to win our contest for 16 50. 8 different ways to bet on every single game. Make sure you go ahead and check that out on BillyFantasySports.com. Uh, Chris, let's move into the Jacksonville Titans game. Everybody wants to bet on the Titans to cover. They are getting Julio Jones back, so maybe they'll get some life to their offense if he can actually play more in a quarter. That remains to be seen but they are minus eight at home against Jacksonville over under set at 43 and a half. I'm taking Jacksonville plus eight in this game myself. Good, Chris.
3: I mean, every logical thing in the world tells you, you should take them by eight. um, Except for the the Tennessee Titans. And they just never love to beat teams like they're supposed to. So I am a little brazen on a couple of these teams, but this is not a game that I want to touch where I am going to kind of cower to my my, my scary side or my uh, fearful side and stay away from this game because I just don't trust the Tennessee Titans. And this, if there's any team that plays down in the competition, boy, this team sure does.
2: What about you, Chaz? You got anything on the data there?
1: Yeah, oh, you know, some great stuff. But it it, it's, it says that Jacksonville doesn't score. We know that, duh. You, know? <laughs> you right. don't need easy sports data to know Jacksonville doesn't score. But here's one that, that is jumping out of me for the first half. Jacksonville allows, and Tennessee scores eight, eight games. It's like the last game I mentioned, eight games. Eight games? Think about eight games, guys. That's two months. That's half of a season. If for the last eight games you've done something, I'm pretty sure you're going to do it again, probably. And so, yeah, it says that uh, that first half, it's Tennessee and the team total over and maybe not even touch the game. Cause that's the back door. You don't get backdoored in first halves. Nobody gets right. back. That's not true. I could. I'll find a way. When I lose, <laughs> I lose a good one. I had a. Uh, I had a. Uh, oh, my, the quarterback for Tampa Bay, the guy, the Brady guy. You heard of him, right? Tom yeah. Brady.
2: Yeah, that right. guy.
1: Pick six to beat me last week. <laughs> it yeah, wrap? it was like seconds left. They had the ball. I can't lose. But yeah. at the other day, they. I had a basketball game. Right. I'm up. I got the ball. There's 30 seconds left in the first half. So they're going to shoot for the last shot. I can't lose. The, the guy does a charge with like eight seconds left. Gives the other team eight seconds to score. They looked up. They saw that I had money on the other team and they hit a three at the buzzer. So <laughs> anything is possible in the game. But that's why I like, I like uh, when I have a, and we did his college football in the old days before the lines got wacky. Um, the first half, you could just dominate teams dominated and you knew who you know you knew who was gonna win and that it was really easy money.
2: I'll say one game, one game I wish I bet on earlier this or yesterday, I guess it was, and I didn't I didn't do it. If you guys don't know, when it comes to college sports, I'm actually a Rutgers fan. I know there's not really a lot going on, but they did beat Purdue, the number one team at the buzzer last night. I really wish I had action in on that game, but I was watching it and enjoying every minute of that. If you took the Rutgers on the money line. You want a ton oh, was, of money.
1: That was a nice hit because they were big dogs.
2: Yeah. They, oh yeah. Was well, the number one playing number one team in the nation? Your rockers. Yep. That that was. But just a little shout out to my guys there. All right. All right. All right. Let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns, Showdown number two, second in three weeks. The last one was a sixteen to ten victory for the Baltimore Ravens, a huge fest. This one's going to be in Cleveland. The Browns are favored minus three. Over under set at 42 and a half. And I am taking the Browns to cover. I think they win. I think they split the series at home against the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are a little bit wonky right now. I think they're still trying to get their guys back uh, from injury. They're out of rhythm. And they got the Browns who just got their butts kicked. Got away from what they do best. I think they make that correction coming off the bye week and are at home being the big key here for me. So I'm taking the Browns minus three in this game. Chris?
3: Yeah, I'm not with you on that one. I think the Ravens are going to win this game. I also think this game is going to be higher scoring than people participating in a lot of ways. Uh, we saw this kind of happen a lot of times, especially when teams play each other in the division where the first game is kind of a low-scoring game. People expect this game to be low-scoring, and it's still always the case. I think this game is going to have some points scored both mm-hmm. ways. Both defenses have the kind of things you can take advantage of for both these offenses. I think the one thing you're going to see that you talked about Cleveland, I do think the running backs are going to be heavily involved and they kind of be able to move the ball. But I think Lamar Jackson is going to have his big big bounce back this week. And the Ravens are going to have enough pride to kind of beat Cleveland as well.
2: You got anything for me, Chess?
1: I, I can't believe – this might be the first time in my history that I disagree with both of you. How do you possibly disagree with both of you? Because I think it's going to be Baltimore, but I think it's going to be an under. And, and here's, here's why. Uh, in their, All year, Baltimore, every single game on the road this year, every single game, not one game, every game, They've not allowed a point in the first quarter, not a point. So if you're starting off the first 15 minutes with no points at all, it's hard, right? It's hard to 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 win that game. Well, Cleveland's not scoring, guys. You know that. I mean, again, I don't have to tell you some of these things. I'm I'm not going to show the 16 or less, five out of six games. People know Cleveland's struggling, and and I agree with with Chris on the quarterback. I, I, when it's a coin flip, I'm going to go with the better coin uh, quarterback. I just don't think you're going to see one of those games like we did last year. Remember last year at the beginning of the season, they were winning like 44 to 14. The team totals were going over for the game in the first half. Cows and pigs were swimming together. It was just
3: yep. you know. Now we got yep. the Titans and, Jack- and Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Put on your seatbelts. Get ready.
2: Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Raiders and the Chiefs. Because That's always a fun one. That's minus nine and a half for the Chiefs. chiefs. The under set at 48. So this is, this is kind of basing it off the last time they met a few weeks ago, right? When the chiefs offense looked like maybe they flipped the switch on. turns out just because the Raiders, the only team that refused to adjust and actually play the way the chiefs are struggling with. So I guess the question becomes in Kansas city, does that happen again? If it does, Kansas City should cover at minus nine and a half because they will light up the cover one with with the team that they have, with the speed they have. It's too much for the Raiders to be able to handle. I also think the over-under would then catch two because the over-under set at 48. I'm going to bet the over-under in this game. I'm going to bet over on the 48. I think there's going to be points scored regardless of what happens, but I'm not going to take the Chiefs to cover in this one, but I'm also not going to bet on the Raiders. I think, that, I think that, that line's about right. It could go either way, but I am going to take the over at 48. Uh, Chris, you're looking at me funny. What do you want?
3: No, I was just, I'm taking the information you're saying. I think when you talk about the team, two teams. Um, I think the one thing that stands out to me is one thing is we, you know, always kind of badger the Chiefs for not covering. I was thinking, I think I learned from the data, the data, but they have covered the last couple of times, last couple games they've covered against the spread. So they do have kind of seem to be back on track in a lot of senses. Having said that I'm with you. I'm not touching this game. I think the number is pretty good. I think it a little bit either way. So I think I'm not the game I want to bet on, and I'm not going to go on the over. I wouldn't bet on the over. I, I, I wish the game was going to be high scoring, but I don't really feel like their offense has really shown me a lot this year right now.
2: Chaz?
1: Yeah, but the Patriots have a bye this week. If the Patriots didn't have a bye, I'd be coming right back with the Kansas City and under Patriots and under four-teamer. I like to find teams that are do, are consistently winning and doing it in in a, a certain manner. Kansas City is doing it with their defense. Their offense doesn't have to, and I think that's what, they said to the kid, "Listen, you're, you're you're trying to throw up 36 points, and you're making every game hard on us because you're throwing picks. How many picks? He was leading the league in picks.
3: Yeah, just I mean, just
2: win the game. Don't worry it's about it's the, it's the
3: listen. Tyreek Ty Hill needs to stop dropping the ball and having it bounce off his forehead and go on to the
2: yeah. That's not helping. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy
1: stuff. But so so yeah, if a team hits me three straight, two teamers in the same game, no matter what happens, the next game." I owe them my trust.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm the only one who thinks it's going to be a high-scoring game. All right. We'll see what happens. Uh, the Dallas-Washington game, this is the game I want a little action on. I want a little action on this game. Dallas is minus four and a half against Washington. The over-under set at 48. Give me Dallas to cover on the road in this game. And the big reason why, I think they are a better team. They are a better offense when Dak is leading the way when they're throwing the football with all of their weapons, healthy and on the field. And with this week, with Tony Pollard dealing with the foot sprain, Zeke not being 100%, I think they are going to lean on the passing game. And that's the best way to attack Washington, even though they've been playing a little bit better defense as of late. So I think Dallas is going to win this game by a touchdown or more. Give me Dallas minus four and a half and call it my lock of the week. What about you, Chris?
3: a lot of passion and a lot of expectations for Dallas. So I'm just going to go with Dallas, and I believe we think they're going to cover. I just think overall they're the better team, and I don't believe in this Washington football team at all. I think they're about due to have a dud.
1: Chaz? I concur with the dud statement. I'm, I'm, I'm not buying in on the WFT.
3: <laughs>
1: I think it's WTF. That's what I think it exactly. should be. Yeah, exactly. Hey, they're not- Five straight games, they haven't allowed 20 more more than 21 21 or less in five straight so they're playing good defense and that's why they've done really well in those games here's a here's a stat for you eight no against the spread second half i don't know if you guys know but i like betting on second halves <laughs> anyway <laughs> eight no dallas. against the spread second half on the road dallas well i like now, it when both- that might be going back to last year because i don't know but here's why in seven out of those eight they've allowed 10 points or less so their defense is kicking it up uh in the second half and you know, I, I think Washington doesn't have a better quarterback than Dallas. Anybody arguing that one? Or? Nope.
2: Nope, not at all. I like it when both of you guys are on my side for my lock bet of the week. All right, let's keep this thing rolling on. Here's a game that's a little bit interesting because this is a team 10 does not blow their competition away. The Chargers are minus nine and a half over the Giants right now. Mike Lennon did just get clear from cushion Protocol. Not that it really matters all that much between Mike Lennon oh, and it does. Frum, oh, but it- <laughs> <from>. <laughs> oh, it matters. <laughs> I don't know if it does or not, to be honest. I think they're just both equally terrible. But Mike Lennon will be the starting quarterback. The over are set at 43. The Chargers won't have Keenan Allen. We know that Mike Williams will probably play, but he didn't get to practice all week. Chargers should cover. We want to talk about a team plays down in their competition. <laughs> it's the chargers. However, the giants can't score. <laughs> they can't do it. They can't score. So I am going to take the chargers to actually cover it. Minus nine and a half. That might be contrarian. Let me hear Chaz. You got the data on this. That might be because <laughs> the way the chargers played.
1: Then it just says
2: you're a hero. Okay. All right, so it backs me up on that one. Yeah, yeah, I want some action in that game. It's just interesting because the Chargers have that history of playing down their competition. The, the, you know, the are so one, bad right now, I don't think they can.
1: The one thing, guys, that's um, different is, you know, I've been spewing how the Chargers allow you to score 27 if you show up. If you come to L.A., I guess you get some of the points when you land on the plane. I don't know. They score points. But you look at the Giants, how are they going to get 27 points?
2: How? There's no Kenny Galladay. You only have Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard healthy. Saquon who's been a shell of himself. He is going to be healthy for this game. And He got Mike Glennon as a quarterback. I, I don't see how.
1: That's the, like the
2: Virginia Tech guy. Is that who that is? Mike Glennon. I don't even know where he went. To, where did you go to college, Chris?
3: I think he went to Virginia. I'm not Virginia Tech. That was yeah. a long time ago, though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That dude has cashed some checks. God bless him. <laughs> Clipboard guys don't get ACL injuries very
2: often. How about the Denver Broncos at minus 10? The Denver Broncos are minus 10 because the trait we're talking about teams got no offense this week. No Jamal Williams, no DeAndre Swift, no TJ Hawkinson. It's going to be Jared Goff, maybe a St. Brown, a Josh Reynolds, a running back. I can't even pronounce Gowin, Igwe Buque as their main running back. Yeah, I'll take Denver minus 10. Go ahead, Chris.
3: Yeah, I think Detroit has all the things against them basically this week. They had their – they're basically their Super Bowl this season last week when they got their first victory of the year. I think this Denver team should you know have its heyday versus this defense in Detroit and also versus his offense. I think Detroit should be – definitely lose by double digits. I think Denver should cover it. I think you can bet on Denver and be pretty confident about that.
2: Chaz.
1: Detroit, right? Yeah. They don't get – they don't ever use a two. On the road. They don't need it two. If you're the scorekeeper, you don't need the two. They're not going to score more than 19 points. <laughs> Put yeah,
3: the Detroit's two on the opposite of them, the Chargers. It sounds like they lose yeah. points when they land. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> they take them away at security. <laughs> what about this tight game? What about San Francisco and Cincinnati? Over under set of 49. I'm not touching that. But the line, San Francisco are road favorites. Are minus two road favorites give me Cincinnati in the plus two points and call it a lock of the week Chris what about you
3: I'm not gonna go with Cincinnati for the lock of the week but I will go for the over that you should definitely bet on the over in this game and I think that this is gonna be a high scoring game people are kind of forgetting about these teams do not match up well with each other on defense and I think it's gonna be a heyday for both offenses
2: interesting Devo Samuel does have a chance to play he did practice today uh Chaz what do you got for that game
1: yeah, so the data shows that in the second half on the road, San Francisco's not giving up any points, but the seven last seven tickets that you put on their over in the first half for any games, that cash, Cincinnati scores in the last eight games, they've got the double digits every single first half. I like I like the over, Chris.
2: Okay. Let's talk about the game of the week. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Buffalo Bills. This line actually just went up. It was minus three. It's now minus three and a half for Tampa Bay. Over-under went up. It's now set at 54. I'm all over the over. I had 60 points total for this game, so I'm going on the over for sure. I'm also going to take Tampa Bay to win this game and to cover the minus three and a half because it's in Tampa Bay. It was in Buffalo. It might be a little bit of a different story, but I don't think there's any way the Bills can go on the road against Tampa and win that one, but I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game, so my lock bet would be the over on the 54. uh, But I do, I am going to put some few shackles on Tampa Bay in this game. Chris, what are you seeing in this one?
3: Yeah, I'm not touching this game. I think if I were to look at anything, the only thing I do like is that Tampa Bay plays much better at home, particularly offensively. So they can be, you know, have the opportunity for the higher scoring game you're looking for. I just think this whole season, one of the things that seems to stand out is the games are supposed to be high scoring rarely have come out that way. And if it game screams, it should be 34 31. I wonder if it doesn't wind up being in the low 20s. You got anything for me on this one, Chaz?
2: Yeah, it,
1: it, Chris is right. It, it's a, it's a something got to give. Uh, Buffalo winning on the road because they're not giving up any points. Tampa Bay at home and scoring points. Uh, here's what I'm doing. Uh, I'm going back to my quarterback thing. It's a, it's been working for me the last few weeks. Because you know, in college, I tell people in college, you never know who the backup is. It could be a kid that you didn't know how good he was because he didn't get a chance. And boom, the guy gets hurt and the next thing, you know, he's the greatest thing since sliced Bet. But in the NFL, you know, you know, Mike Glennon, you know what Mike Glennon is, you know, and, and Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Buffalo may be so happy, guys, that it isn't cold and windy because they just had that game. They're in Florida and they're just loving life. But um, I, I don't think I've lost on a Tampa Bay team total over first half at home this year. So that would be definitely one of my plays.
2: Well, that's why I think this game is going to go over, because it's not the same Buffalo Bills defense that it was earlier on in the season. One, they've been susceptible to the run over the past few weeks, but without Tradavius White in that lineup, you don't have that lockdown, shut down corner on the outside anymore, which does play to Mike Evans. And usually if Mike Evans can stretch the field, the rest of his offense falls into place. And I do believe Buffalo, on the flip side of that, is going to be able to attack the secondary. Can't run on Tampa Bay. That's fine. Buffalo doesn't run the ball anyway. They throw the ball all the time, and we should have a better matchup this week. Josh Allen tends to bounce back after poor performances. So that's why I just think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Tampa is going to help you. That's, that's for sure, too. All right, let's get into Sunday night. I wish they'd flex this game out, because I'm not looking forward to the Sunday night game. But it's the Packers and the Bears, Chris's ex-favorite. I talk- own you! I own you, yes. And the, the, the line is going to indicate that the Packers own them, too. Minus 12.5 for the Green Bay Packers against the Chicago Bears in Green Bay. The over-under set at 42.5. So that's a high line with a low over-under. Usually two things that don't really mix very well. I don't think Chicago is going to get blown out, guys. I'm taking Chicago plus 12.5 points. I don't think they're going to get blown out in this game. I don't think they're going to win. But I don't think they're going to get blown out. So give me Chicago plus the 12 and a half. What about you, Chris?
3: Yeah, I mean, I know Green Bay historically has dominated them and has beaten pretty thoroughly, especially with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. But I'm with you. I just don't see the Green Bay being as much of a superior team overall. This team's kind of limping into the – I know they had to buy it, and hopefully they'll have kind of recharged, but they're still kind of banged up. And their offense really hasn't been humming this whole season. And I do think this game's going to be a low-scoring game because both offenses play at a, a super sluggish pace. So with all those factors, I think there's no way that Green Bay is enough. You can bet on Green Bay to cover.
2: Chaz, what do you got
3: for us? I got Green Bay in
1: my parlay pick for us. <laughs> I'll tell you why. The numbers are astronomical. In their last 11, 10-1 against the spread. In their last eight second halves, 8-0 against the spread. At home in the first half, 14-plus and 12-13. of 13. That's the whole season. 24-plus and 9 of the last 10 for the game at home. Give me the Packers. They're going to win. No, I'm not going to do the prediction of the score. They're going to cover. That's my play. That's okay. my project.
2: They are the better team, but I'm just kind of, I'm a little curious here because they play at such a slow pace that I don't know if they win by multiple touchdowns, but we'll see. You have
1: you, have, you know, you have the buttons for the standing ovation. Do you got one for an asterisk button where you can put an asterisk down the sun? This time of year, the sun. I've never been on the phone with you guys this time of year. <laughs> I mean,
2: the
3: sun's yeah. coming. window. There.
2: Your face uh, is is very white and uh, yeah, yeah, godlike.
3: It's, it's, it's almost over. So i can... like you're being you're being visited right now, Chaz.
1: At least a spiritual
3: music.
2: I just had an That's see the Chaz black. start to levitate out of his chair <laughs> in the middle of the show. Uh,
3: Jesus, Jesus needs that sports book there, Chaz. He needs <laughs> you to share some of that sports knowledge.
2: All right, let's hit the last game, the Monday night game. Uh, we got the Arizona Cardinals, the Los Angeles Rams. We sh- it definitely should be a better Monday Yay. night game than last week. <laughs> that, that much is for sure. We got a better Thursday night game. We have a crappy Sunday night game, but we should have a better Monday night game. Arizona Cardinals minus two and a half against the Rams. The over-under set at 51. So basically, this thing's a pick them out what direction you want to go in. I'm going to take the under. I don't think this is going to want to... I, I think there's going to be a decent amount of points scored, but I think it's going to be more like... 27, 24. I kind of have it hitting the 51 exactly. I think that's going to be on the higher end. I think these two teams, because of the way their defenses match up with these offenses, I think you're going to be a little bit frustrated by the scoring in this game. So if anything, I take the under, I'm not betting one way or another on the line though, but Chris, what do you got?
3: I'm going to go with the over. I think this game is going to be very high scoring. Finally, we get two fast paced offenses matched up versus each other. I think guarantee guarantees that you're going to get into the low mid 20s. And then you have two offenses that can both score points. The one thing I you talked about the defense is they do have some issues with the pressure, I think, for both sides. But I think on the flip side, both these teams are going to run the ball versus the other opponent. And therefore, the passing game is going to be open as well for big plays. I think these both teams are going to be able to go over. And then as for who wins, I think it's a flip court. You have to you know, pick them. So I don't want to bet on that necessarily.
2: Jazz, yeah. what do you on that data?
1: Yeah, you know, the data
2: says that Arizona oh. going <laughs> very good. Arizona is very, very good. Okay. Yeah. Can't argue with that. They have been really good this season. Did but I
1: mention Rams- state and Colorado abs. Did I mention those? No, God. Uh, remind me too next time we're, we meet at two thirty to to have my blinds closed. <laughs> hey, uh, we're betting against Memphis. That's John from GMF sports consultants in Las Vegas. Check him out on Instagram. He says, bet. Murray state, take the points. And then West says Detroit is um, coming off of a back-to-back games. The Avalanche are going to win, but you got to go minus one and a half because they're like minus 360.
2: Okay. All right. I like it. I like those bets. All right. Uh, let's do our would, parlay. I
1: love betting you guys plays because I don't have to handicap. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But no the only thing I don't do. I don't always chase. So if you give me a play, either you guys give me a play, and I bet it for the first half in the game, and, and it doesn't go well, I, I may not chase it, but it's what it's my play. I, I might chase it. You know? Okay. Not the only difference. Chaz, ball ball.
2: Chaz, is your lock bet Green Bay? Is your parlay bet to Green Bay? Okay. So Chaz is going to tie our torpedo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> our parlay oh, bet. It was either today. that
1: or Kansas City. Those are my two plays. I've already bet those two teams. But what do I know about Kansas City? We've, we've, we've talked badly about them in the past. Yeah, so I didn't want to put my responsibility because I would look bad. If I gave you Kansas City and they didn't cover, and you guys went back and cut out all the clips of me bashing Kansas City (laughs) for like six weeks in a row, I would be embarrassed. So I went with Green Bay.
2: All right, so you got Green Bay minus 12.5. My bet's going to be Dallas minus 4.5 on the road. Chris, what's what's yours?
3: My lock bet is going to be the Saints to cover. I think they're going to destroy this New York Jets team, so I love the Saints as my lock bet of the week.
2: Yeah, I asked, that's the one game I did skip over. Saints minus five and a half. I do like that bet. Oh, I,
1: okay, too. yeah, so real quick. Uh, the Giants allow 24 points at home with everybody they play, uh, and uh, New Orleans doesn't, uh, or uh, New Orleans does, so over might be a play there too. What did you, what's the line on that?
2: Minus five and a half yeah. for Saints. I might like the over on that game too. Over forty two and a half. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with you on that one too. All right, guys. That's gonna do it for the show. Remember before we get out of here, make sure you sign up for the Super Draft Pro at SuperDraftPro dot com slash MDFF show. Sign up for an account, pick out what membership you want to go with, and then hit the link for the DFS contest on Super Draft this week. We'll be promoting that out all well, weekend long. We check us out on social media.
1: I could read the link out to him if you want.
2: Yeah, that, you don't want to read that link out. They oh, do make it a little wow. bit complicated. There. That's why
1: you have Bitly shortcut legs right there, man.
2: <laughs> we will have that out there for you guys just to click it. Make sure you hit us up on social media at Show. That's going to do it for us, guys. We'll be back on Monday with the week 14 recap and the fantasy football playoffs start next week. So everybody stay ready and make sure you're following us along. We'll make sure we get you there and get you to your championship games. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you soon.
0: Janet